This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Nine oh six here on SENZ in the mornings, and great pleasure to uh, have Kempi stay on in the studio for us, so we can uh, tackle. And I say that in a verted commas, a, a couple of areas in uh, rugby and rugby league. To be fair, uh, Kempi, what, what would you make of uh, a game of rugby where you um, grown men could only tackle from the sternum down? Oh, morning, Smithy. Well, it was the, the way we got taught, wasn't it? When we played rugby as kids back here, when I was playing as a, a young uh, nipper through to first 15, was always to, you know, tackle below the waist and, and make sure your eyes were on the leg so you could see the steppers moving and stuff like that. So it, to be honest, it's a, it's a step back in time. And I think maybe the people that have put this one together have gone too far backwards um, in, in trying to create an athlete to go... Uh, back to those old days when really, I asked the question is yesterday, how are you, how are you going to get Brody Retallick uh, to get, get down low and tackle Aaron Smith mm. around the waist? It's just uh, mere on impossible. So 50,000 people have, have, have uh, I guess, uh, shown their disdain to that ruling um, around that tackle. Of course, New Zealand uh, introduced that this year at grassroots level uh, with a with a new tackle height, but around the around the and not so low, but around the safety area, and all all because of concussion. Um, look, Smithy, I think they really the people that have put these rules together haven't thought long and hard enough uh, about the repercussions. Not not just as a tackler, but um, as an attacker. And as a defender, because if you start tackling people around, let's you know, around the waist, you just like Sonny Bill Williams, he comes back to market. He'll be playing until he's forty six. Mm. True, good point. Um, and and a question that's always interested me: uh, whilst this becomes such a big area in rugby and rugby union, why does league have some uh, so much to appear from the outside to have a much more liberal stance on it? It's because it's more it's more combative and more one on one um, and confrontational across the park. You know, we got taught law. Um, you know, um, early on in my career when playing league was to lift your sights when you're making the tackle because it's about slowing down to play the ball and getting you being able to get your players back on side so that they can come forward and, and win that that ground. Just like in the NFL, it's a a, a a real game of inches. So, you know, you start. Tackling people around the legs, um, you know the Michael Speechleys of the game back in Cronulla, the five eight, the little blonde five eight. You probably still remember him. He used to always boot bootlace a player. Um, then that player just gets up and plays the ball too quickly. Defenders can't get back, and all sorts of um, havoc starts to happen, especially with the way that players play today. So uh, they'll be sitting there, the NRL, watching this space closely, saying, "Stay as far away from us as possible because we ain't going anywhere near it." Okay, interesting. It's just from the outside looking in. It's a, it's a chalk and cheese the way they're um, the way they looked at perceived. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on, on that one in particular. But what we can look forward to, uh, Kempi, is a, a season where the Warriors at least have a more even playing field in terms of home and away. 
Yeah, I think the breakers have really, you know, shown us what we can do if we hit the ground running, um, forgetting about COVID and getting on with it, playing back here in New Zealand, playing a, on, a, on an even, even playing field, Smithy, like you said. And the Warriors, you know, and he's made it quite clear, uh, has, has Webster, that he doesn't want to be talking about COVID. He doesn't want to be talking about excuses. He wants everyone to be talking about how they're going to win a competition and how they're going to prepare for the competition. And I really like his style. You know, he's been up front. He hasn't shirked his duties. Uh, every time I've spoken to him, he's, he's come up afterwards. And, and I, I really rate people when they not only talk to you, but they make the time then to circle around and come back and talk to you off the record about, about what's going on. And, you know, if you look at his pedigree, um, Tamari Martin's pointed it out. He, he coached the West Tigers NYC. All right, tomorrow Martin's come on the back of that, so he's got a he's got an international that rates him as a coach, and, and said that last week when he he said Webby's you know got some new tricks in the book. He's already had Warriors experience. He's been here. He's he knows the landscape. Then he's gone back and get a, got a grounding that every coach wants under the Penrith system. And now when you when you sit down and you actually analyse what he's saying in a in a press conference, you'd think that the guy's had ten years experience as an NRL coach. So. Why do I like that? Well, I like that it's he's calm and collected. He's not he's not picking words out of the out of the sky. He's not picking cliches out. He's actually making sense when he talks. Mm. Okay, um, if we look at his uh, coaching uh, structure, the, the players, uh, the, the coaches that he's got around him, has he covered all bases? Do you think for this year? I think he could probably have a stronger uh, coaching structure. Uh, Richie Agar's come over from England. Um, it's you know something new. I, I, I actually know Richie. I, his father, Alan Agar, coached me when I was playing at Castleford with John Joyner. Um, a great, great mind, great football mind. So he comes from a good pedigree, and he'll bring something different. Um, he'll bring bring new eyes to to the NRL. Uh, after having coached through Super League, Leeds, Wakefield and so forth. So um, other than that, Stacey Jones, Justin Morgan are still there. He's got some new boys in the back, back room. Uh, he's got the same type of stuff. You know, Dan's still there managing. He's got Laurie still there doing the doing the jerseys. But I think for me, when you listen to the way that Webby talks, it's more around the, um, I guess, the buy-in from the playing group. You know, so he's saying, well, we can coach you, but what I really want to see is that effort. And and Dylan Walker, having that conversation with Dylan Walker really said that. You know, when I asked him what the difference was between winning a competition itself and being go, uh, being with that manly side and they're having that good run, and he said, well, the thing that he really likes about here is that they're really um, getting on well and they, and they know what sort of um, hurdles they have to jump over this year. So... For me, the proof's got to be in the pudding. Probably in the first month, Smithy, I'll be sitting on the fence. Uh, I think he's doing some good work, Webby. I think he's getting them prepared. But there's nothing like game time. There's nothing like the first four weeks. Squad-wise, uh, what about the pack? Some people saying he's uh, down a prop. Well, he is. He's, I think he's down I think he's down on a bit of size. If you have a look, you know, losing um, Masala you know, Murdoch Masala and bringing back Bunty Afoa, who, if, if you remember last year, was uh, probably asked to go out and check if there was other options there for him. There isn't a hell of a lot of size around. Tommy Ale, you know, he's back from a knee injury. Uh, he'll add some, some much-needed size there, but they really need to replace 
Masala, Murdoch Masala with another another big body. I just don't think they have the size in there. Josh Curran, Tohu Harris, Dylan Walker, uh, you know, all of similar build. There's nothing like a big body when you look at the top teams going around in the NRL. All the top four teams, you know, Penrith, Parramatta, Melbourne South, um, Sydney City, they got giants playing in the front row. Now, if you don't match them, uh, you're going backwards and, and their spine's coming at you at 100 miles an hour and that's what you need to stop. How's uh, the Warriors' spine? Well, we're talking about that. If you again look at the hook, hooking um, through the spine last year, you know you, you look at Curacao at Penrith, all right, um, Mahoney at Parramatta, Harry Grant at Melbourne, Darren, um, Damian Cook at South Sydney, and Brandon Smith now going up to Sydney City. I think you can pick your top eight out of, out of looking at the hooking stocks at the at the clubs. Now. I think that's your top five this year. The rest of them, and with our spine, I think Tamari Martin, uh, Sean Johnson, and Nickel Clockstead, a very, very good three there. Uh, on the back of it with Wade Egan, yes, a solid player at nine, but he isn't one of those five that we talked about. And I think to strengthen the side in the Warriors, we really need to get into that hooking space and try and entice a top-class, world-class hooker here. Whether whether we need to go to England, Smithy, and have a look at a couple of hookers over there, because um, we just can't seem to entice them uh, from from across the, the Tasman into, into New Zealand, uh, maybe we have to do that. Maybe we just have to go and look further afield. Do you think that kind of uh, attitude towards Australian players coming over here and making home uh, uh, Mount Smart Stadium and, and Auckland as their base as such, do you think that'll come back? Do you think this is just a temporary post-COVID thing? Because it's been an issue, hasn't it? Oh, it, it has. And, you know, I think you look. You have to look at it from an Australian's point of view. Now, most of the football's played on the coast and on, on the... Uh, eastern side of of the border, so you know you're living at Coogee, you're living up in Newcastle, Merriweather, you're living down in Wollongong on the on the beautiful coast there, you know Cronulla. So most of them are coming off a really nice lifestyle, and then you've got to come to Auckland. It's cold, it's wet, it's raining uh, majority of the year, and then you're 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 uplifting your families. Most most of the kids these days have got young families to to, to take them out of that lifestyle. And I think a lot of people don't understand that money alone doesn't entice them. So um, the COVID thing has impacted it. And I and I think one of the ways that the Warriors possibly could get more people coming over here is really building on this new culture that Andrew Webster's talking about. So mm. I, I like that they've got their grades back in order. So they're playing reserve grade, they're playing 18s and 16s, Harold Matthews, SG Ball, and that's starting to build some good good depth uh, of player in the in the club. Now, around that, what they have to do is build the club. So put all of these teams back together, make sure it's a one club. They've got a great name um, in the One Warriors. So if they can do that, then what you do have is you have the enticement of players going, well, I actually want to be a part of the bigger picture. And I think that bigger picture has somewhat been dismantled um, for a number of reasons. Smithy, you know, we've had a number of CEOs, we've had a number of coaches over the year, we've had players on a revolving door, and we haven't been able to establish, a, I guess, a core uh, group of players since we had back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. So um, can they do it? Yeah, I think they can. Can Webby do it? Oh, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think he's an up-and-coming coach. So uh, at this stage, he's well on side, um, I think, with the not only the public but with his team and, and looks like a good buy for the club. 
Well, a good coach sometimes, um, you know, doesn't um, have all the answers himself. And, and and to be fair, he's shown an interest in bringing people in from outside already, Andrew Webster. Well, I'll give you the case of Kaikara France, uh, who's come in to look at uh, technique in, in that respect. So it, it appears he's prepared to take thoughts from even outside the game. Yeah, great signing. Kaikara France coming in doing wrestling, big part of the game. Um, and I think, you know, one of the biggest problems that you have when you get into those professional structures, it'd be like me telling you how to wicket keep, you know, not having any idea whatsoever of the, of the amount of effort and the, and, the, and the mentality you need to stand behind those wickets and, and get your bowlers performing at the top of their level. So I think what happens when you go into those professional environments is the blinkers come on and you think that whoever's talking to you inside your house is the only voice that you listen to. One of the, one of the things I learned straight away, Smithy, as a young coach, coming out of that environment was that I had to remove my blinkers. I missed so many opportunities. Um, and you don't always get the right, oh, how am I going to put this? Sometimes the people that are actually challenging you are the, are the people that you should be listening to because it's slapping you right in the face and you don't want to listen because you've got your blinkers on, you're a conspiracy theorist. So I think, um, you know, the additions that he's making, it's going to take him a little while to actually build his team. Let's not forget that. He's inherited a lot of um, what he's had to put up with um, at the back end of last year and through to this two, 2023 season. I just hope he has the success and we don't remain on that same roller coaster, which that revolving door for coaches is, you know, I think it's 2.2 years is the amount of time a coach gets at the Warriors if you look through the 13, 14 coaches that they've had. In terms of the defence, massive part of the game, quite a big failing area last time around. Uh, do you see the steel in that? I mean, you, you can talk about the technique and the wrestling coming into that factor and all sorts of things. Uh, what about the defence as a structure? Do you see Justin Morgan sorting that this year? Well, I hope not. You know, he's he's had his shot at the defensive coach. I hope Webby's changed that and taken, for me, the uh, I guess the head head defensive coach's role because if you don't have a solid defence, you can't win a competition. And and unfortunately for the Warriors, their defence is leaky right across the board. There's a question when me and Logs were out there last week at the press conference uh, I threw to, to all players was, are you comfortable with the defensive structure? Um, you know, you've got Tamari Martin up in the front line for the first time coming out of the Broncos. Admitting himself, he probably made four tackles last year. Now he's going to be making four tackles because people are going to send runners his way in the first five minutes. He'll make four tackles in five minutes, you know what I mean? So he's got to be comfortable being in that front line. He's in a leadership spot being three and on the sideline that he's going to have to make good calls moving up and moving sideways at the same time. So then you look around at Clockstead, he's new again at the back, he's getting that middle organised and making sure that all around, the, especially that, that what they call the good ball area for other teams when they're coming at them, that his edges are set and ready to go. Um, and Dylan Walker's going to play a big part in that, being off the bench as a utility, because one of the big problems that they had last year was when they made those changes through the middle, and especially when they took Tohu Harris off, then they struggle to keep that momentum going. And Dylan Walker, again, will play a big part in that in that defensive structure. So do I think that they, they can fix that? Yes, I do. I do think they can fix that. Um, Justin Morgan, probably not. I think Webby has to take lead in that. And uh, if they don't fix it, they won't they won't get a run to the to the to the top of the table. Not at all. Okay. So expectation uh, from your point of view, uh, could you? Can you put a position on the table? Uh, can you quantify that at this stage or not? 
I couldn't I couldn't qualify it um, 100% Smithy I, I think when you look at it I don't think they're a top four spot I think the five teams I've named beforehand still have the edge on them I think if you're looking at them you're looking from probably fifth to twelfth um, as a as a real shot for them you know uh, and and it's going to be tight again this year uh, to make the eight from from fifth spot so I I really put it down to injuries for them this year the Warriors I don't think they I think they've got some good young kids coming through don't get me wrong but I don't think they have the experience at the moment to carry them through um, what is going to be a torrid time through injuries. Um, already you've got Jazz Tavaga not starting the season with his, uh, his his injuries. You've got some some young kids in there that probably need a little bit more game time and you've lost one of your main impact players in Murdoch Masala. So injuries to key positions will be key to their run and for me at this stage I'm saying anywhere between 5th and 12th. Okay. Um, one of the great... Uh Initiations, I guess, uh, from uh, both our uh, side of things is um, the now the partnership between SENZ and the Warriors, uh, which I guess uh, will be beneficial to us in particular with access and that sort of thing and more in-depth uh, kind of things. Is that the case, you think? A hundred percent. I think I think Cam George is really open to... Um, you know, as we saw yesterday when he came on with Beaven and Kirst, uh, getting in and, and really... Uh, promoting his club, you know, and that's what a CEO should be doing. He should be promoting them, whether it's the 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 the, the good stuff or the bad stuff. You remember last year they were they weren't running to to crash hot, and Cam George decided to come in here and sit in here with a, with us for an hour and talk about all that sort of stuff. I don't think he's ever been afraid of fronting the good and the bad stuff. Um, what I would really hope that this relationship gives us is access. Now, access to the right people when we want to talk to them. And you've got to, you've got to think, too, on SENZ, there's some pretty astute sporting minds here that can actually ask the right questions. And if you look at yourself, um, myself and Izzy, you've got Kirst that does interviews, you know, like there's no tomorrow with Beeve there who's, who's, a, who's got a very smart head. And Staffy just loves the odds. Um, I think the, the relationship with SENZ could actually be something that the Warriors are, are, are going to um, really capitalise on because our, our listeners, and I know you know this, Smithy, love rugby league. You know, if it's mm. not the All Blacks, it's rugby league. You know, so covering rugby, cricket, rugby league, and netball—the four big sports in this country on this radio station—getting the Warriors on board and being their number one um, go-to is all about access. And I think we're going to get that from uh, the Warriors this year. Well, you're the captain of our team, Kempi. So uh, long may that uh, be the case. And uh, we thank you very much for hanging around for an extra 20 minutes or so this morning and giving us uh, a personal insight on just where we're at and uh, where you, what direction we got, might go in, particularly early in the season. Can't wait. 37 days, I count. Um, and uh, I think their first game's in Wellington, isn't that correct? That's that's correct. Yep. Because of uh, it was pointed out this morning from uh, from the the Phoenix uh, general manager, um, Mr. Dome, that uh, you know it's concert time, Smithy. They're taking up all our stadia, and maybe we should bring the maybe we should bring that conversation about putting it down on the waterfront, eh? Just a, a dead set sport arena. Well, I guess too. The other thing that'll come in because we're now partners is uh, you'll be going to a lot more of those away games, Kempi. We have to have finger on the pulse. Oh, yeah, let's hope so. I'll have to talk to Rubes about that one. <laughs> okay, I'll have a chat to Hutchie for you as well. Okay, mate. Uh, all the best, uh, Kempi. Thanks very much for for sticking around. Uh, it's, cheers, it's man. Awesome, Appreciate man. it.